Hello, sustainability partners. This is Lydia Vanderbroek here to share with you best practices around sustainability in hospitality and tourism. And by sustainability, I mean more than mere ecological sustainability, which has thankfully moved into the center of our collective attention over the last few years. If you want to run a truly sustainable operation, you need to also assure economic sustainability, primarily through excellent guest service and human as well as social sustainability by training and empowering your staff and including the communities that you interact with. How? Well, this is where I come in and I talk to real people in real businesses to hear about real solutions to real challenges And I'm happy to share these learnings with you. So if you want to become more sustainable, I invite you to listen in to our conversations and pick out some of these gold nuggets that you can hopefully use in your own operations. And as a side note, every one of my guests has offered to make themselves available for a more in-depth conversation. So by all means, do reach out, connect, and together we can make hospitality and tourism more sustainable. Hello, friends of sustainability. Do you know how in my intro, I always state that sustainability is not just about ecological, but also about economic and human slash social sustainability? Well, mostly and so far, I've been focusing on the ecological part of sustainability. But today I have the great, great pleasure to share with you a fantastic conversation I just had with Boris Sim. He is VP of Operations for Ruby Hotels, a growing chain of hotels based in Germany that operates a lean luxury concept. It's a fascinating concept really about focusing on what's truly important in hospitality and on leaving out what maybe is not. Thus making hotels sustainable through a high level of efficiency while still giving the guest what she or he wants, needs and expects. So join me for an in-depth conversation around a different and I think very replicable kind of luxury concept, a new paradigm on hiring and what tattoos have to do with retention. Also, you might have noticed and appreciated the fact that this podcast is ad-free. Of course, it enhances the listening experience and so forth, but truth be told, I'm simply not big enough as a podcast to attract sponsors. So I thought I'd do something else instead. Instead of telling you that this episode is sponsored by something completely unrelated to the show, I will share with you a product or ideas that I've come across lately in my new section that I call Not Sponsored By. So here we go. This episode is not sponsored by Messerschmitt Systems. They are in the market for a number of solutions around hotel room control and other digital guest experiences. I came across their organic key card, or the O key. As the name suggests, it's made of biodegradable material. I came across it at Pank Hotel in Dresden, a lovely hotel, by the way. And I love it because ever since hotels stopped attaching, you know, these ridiculously large metal objects to actual room keys that people wouldn't take them, I have actually found myself many times with a stray hotel key card in my, in my bag, which I hate to admit, I normally throw away. Okay. So, hey, every little bit of plastic not trashed helps. So there, I'll put the name in the show notes in case you want to look it up. 
that's it. That's it for my segment of Not Sponsored By. I hope you liked um, my new segment there. On with the show then. Enjoy. Welcome, Boris, or thank, thank you, you for welcoming me. I'm at your hotel. It's another live podcast, which I love particularly, because I get to be in your environment. And where we are is Ruby's Hotel, Louise, in Frankfurt City, looking into a regular Frankfurt summer afternoon, which is gray and halfway raining. But it's lovely here. We're looking onto a terrace with uh, greenery, and there's a bar downstairs. There's life going on. Uh, it's a beautiful place to be. So thank you for having me, and thank you for making yourself available for this interview. Thank you for inviting me. Mm. So, Boris, you are Vice President Operations? Correct, yeah. Of a 16-hotel chain by the name of Ruby, and we'll talk about the name of Ruby later on, for sure. Now, you have a very solid uh, career upbringing. I know that from your CV. Uh, and here you are in a place by the name of Ruby. So tell us a little bit uh, about the personal story that is behind you being here with Ruby Hotels. Majority of my career I spent in business hotels, a lot of time with Hilton, and I also spent some time with Redison and Sheraton in the end. I made my way through food and beverage, becoming at some point director of operation, and then before I joined Ruby, I was hotel manager with mm -hmm. Starwood. Mm -hmm. However, at some point, I was looking for something which is closer to my personality, to my character. I was looking for product I can more relate mm -hmm. to as well. So I found Ruby, and after a couple of they finally hired me okay they finally hired you so something closer to your personality now you don't know this because we haven't upgraded to a video podcast yet but um, Boris is not only very youthful looking young youthful looking he's wearing a black denim shirt uh, the first time we met I remember you wore a black t-shirt and yeah. you have tattoos on your arm right so okay. not at all what one would expect of a vice president of operations of any hotel group so is this what you mean when you talk about something closer to your personality what was it absolutely yeah i mean ruby is is a lot about people and one of our spirits and one of our values is called authenticity and i'm a very authentic person and that was something what wanted wanted me to change from from the environment i was in before so i really celebrated taking on my suit putting in my tissue and my tie I really enjoyed that and I celebrated that, but by doing that, I also became stiff. And in the end of the day, when I went out for a beer with my colleagues and I took off my jacket and I put up the sleeves, they saw tattoos and I was much more easygoing and they were really surprised. Mm -hmm. And it's something what I really did not like. I'm a very authentic person. I'm an open book, don't hide things. But people felt that I was different at work than in private. And I felt it then too. It, it opened really my eyes. And that's something what I really did not want. And 
from the product and from the strategy and the philosophy, I also wanted to get into a product and environment which is more innovative than what I used to work into mm-hmm. and, and something yeah, which is more relatable to me and my private life and my personality and I found it in Ruby. A big business hotel groups um, by just simply looking at bottom line and at profits by reducing services, reducing quality, raising prices and with this philosophy I had my problems so that's why I decided to leave this world mm-hmm. and I was looking for a product also physical from a product which is yeah closer to me and with Ruby I found something I really liked so I had to apply a couple of times I wasn't uh, welcomed in the first uh, first place I think the third uh, application and finally worked because I knew someone at Ruby mm-hmm. who I worked with before and I said please let me at least introduce <laughs> myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, here and that's part of our philosophy and one of our values spirits how we call them mm-hmm. authenticity mm-hmm. so and here I not only can be myself mm-hmm. and as I am and how mm-hmm. I dress and mm-hmm. how I look, mm-hmm. I have to be. And the people at Ruby are chosen mm-hmm. because of the people and personality they are. Well, see, I did not know that when I first uh, approached you, but it did speak to me after we first met because myself and thousands, if not millions of young managers around the world are made to dress up in suits. And I remember the high heels I had to wear. So I'm very happy that I could just put them away for the time being. So that's very interesting that that this would be such a such a thing and the fact that there is an alternative yeah. to that world, apparently, yeah. right? Yeah, and I'm really also trying to introduce this world to especially younger people, students from hotel schools. Uh, they're not very much aware of products such as Ruby or other mm-hmm, brands mm-hmm. as well. And they have always this classical picture in the head Mm -hmm. of hotels and Mm -hmm. when they go to the placements Mm -hmm. as we know as it sometimes is uh, with interns uh, from hotel management schools they Mm -hmm. learn everything from Mm -hmm. the beginning Mm -hmm. they're not always treated in the nicest way Mm -hmm. and many of the students don't like to work in hospitality Mm -hmm. anymore after their uh, first placement the practical placement very well connected with some of the hotel management school I give Mm -hmm. lectures there sometimes Mm -hmm. guest Mm -hmm. speakers Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to connect with the students and show them a different kind of hospitality, mm-hmm. a different way, which can mm-hmm. be also cool and mm-hmm. up-to-date and mm-hmm. fitting Gen Z's uh, mm-hmm. interests. Oh, many hot points that you're oh, touching wow. here <laughs> that that I'm pretty sure we'll talk about in a minute. So we'll talk about the whole talking to Gen Z, how do we get people, because this is something that is so important nowadays more than ever although I remember 25 years ago we had the same issues for different reasons but it hasn't gotten any better so Um, let's lean into the lean luxury no pun intended Um, that was the other thing that really spoke to me just I don't know why I mean I have a four seasons background so that's not lean at least it wasn't when I worked at Four Seasons Hotels but something about it and I, I don't know if you if you're familiar with a hotel it's in my fantasy or in my memory it's called Hotelito Escondido and it was in Mexico or is in Mexico and that's what I connect to lean luxury I don't even know if it exists anymore but the pictures that I'd seen were very simple 
and they considered themselves to be like barefoot luxury of that sort. And that always stuck with me. And I actually always, the, 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 really the hotels I'm working with that are just starting, that are in the concept phase, I always try to nudge them into the direction. Okay, making a long story short, I love the concept of lean luxury, whatever it is, because I'm sure it's a million things to a million people. So yeah. let's hear first of all the official definition. What is lean luxury to Ruby Hotels? Yeah, I mean, for us, lean luxury really means uh, we're leaving things away, which we think our customers, our guests, and our target group doesn't need nowadays anymore. Um, we leave those things away, but what we have and what we do, and we do really good, and it's a luxury part then and that. So we leave things away, for example, like mini bars in the rooms. Mm -hmm. But it goes even as far as that we don't have a restaurant and we don't even have a reception. Mm -hmm. So we're working a lot with digital and automated processes. Mm -hmm. um, we have all around us here. So we try to build the hotel and the processes smart through centralization as well, mm -hmm. optimization. But the product itself, what you have, everything, what you can see and touch and feel, is real and is authentic mm -hmm. again. So we focus on, on three big areas, which is the rooms product, it's a breakfast, and it's a great bar experience. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the whole philosophy behind it is really to make that good, mm -hmm. uh, to give also good internet connection, give a good shower experience, have a great sleep. And we're working with real products who have a history, who have edges. So for example, we have real wooden floors, mm -hmm. Uh, our public areas are usually with in a, in a vintage style. So mm -hmm. the furniture we have here is actually old. We have our own it's interior. Real. Okay. It's real. Mm -hmm. Our own interior design team. Mm -hmm. We have two buyers there who are searching for the decorations for these furnitures. Mm -hmm. So it's not newly made to look old. Mm -hmm. It is really old and it's made nicely again. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. has a history and has a story to tell. And that's mm -hmm. a key element at Ruby. So we're leaving things away which our guests don't need nowadays anymore mm -hmm. um, but for that we deliver a super high quality product in the city center of mm -hmm. the great metropoles mm -hmm. and you have great locations we really do. great vacation I didn't think that there were more super locations available after there are I mean most cities that you're in yeah. have a lot of hotels not to say plenty or slash enough hotels of that sort yeah. right it's fantastic that you should find the, the, the locations for it. Yeah? yeah, I mean, very often we convert buildings. Mm -hmm. So we hardly have any new builds. Mm -hmm. We have a few, mm -hmm. but not too many. And usually the buildings we are in, they are shared buildings. And very often they have been office spaces before. Mm -hmm. So office spaces in very central locations, but for some reason not successful. Mm -hmm. And we convert them mm -hmm. into a hotel. So mm -hmm. we reuse also buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's uh, part of our strategy which mm -hmm. works out very well mm -hmm. also because we have or we are very flexible in our shapes of the rooms we mm -hmm. don't have standard right. room that mm -hmm. makes it mm -hmm. easier for mm -hmm. us and for investors to mm -hmm. work with us mm -hmm. in any kind of building because mm -hmm. we are flexible in, in creating the hotel and creating mm -hmm. the rooms and the room shapes yeah that makes sense that makes sense and I mean the new working environment whatever that's going to end up being probably helps you out with that because there's probably going to be a lot more of those abandoned, so to say, buildings 
to put sure, a hotel sure, yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and you have a you have a good occupancy, right? We do. You we do, do have a good occupancy. Absolutely. Even yes. in the markets that are already crowded, right? Or rather full. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe there's a shift also of guests nowadays okay. looking into more individual service, individual products, and not just the standard, not the standard. whatever. Okay. Yeah, so to have not only a good night's sleep, but also to have an experience. Experience on top. Okay, let's talk about that. So I hear you say, focus on what's really relevant, the really Correct. good bed. Correct. I can attest to that. <laughs> I, I, I slept very well in one of the hotels. You say the good shower. Absolutely. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then what else? What is the other focus? Um, the bar is definitely oh, okay. focused okay. and yeah. the breakfast. Okay, okay. So it's the gathering place. Absolutely. To, okay. I mean, when you enter our hotels, uh -huh. you stand right away in the bar. We don't okay. have a lobby. Uh -huh. So part of the luxury is also not to waste space. Mm -hmm. So we don't have lobbies. You enter the mm -hmm. hotel, you're right away in the bar. That's mm -hmm. where everything is happening. Mm -hmm. So you check in at the bar. Um, you have your bar business. You have your breakfast in the same mm -hmm. place. And you have events in the same place. Mm -hmm. So it's a multifunctional mm -hmm. Area and space, mm -hmm. and that's how we always use it. And mm -hmm. the bar in the evening, we do events there. We have our own resident artists, but we also have other really? events. So okay. we want to connect our guests with the neighborhood mm -hmm. and the neighborhood with our guests. Mm -hmm. So we want to be really, as you said, a community mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. where people like to come in, they mm -hmm. mingle around. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons why we don't have a restaurant, for example, mm -hmm. as well. We want our guests to experience the city. And mm -hmm. as we are always super central, there's a lot of offerings mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. We want them to be part of the neighborhood and the mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. and the community being our guests as well. Mm -hmm. And many hotel restaurants being a bit of a sad story anyway, right? That's true, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Okay. But they're also lacking of uh, inspiration and innovation mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you are speaking to a new generation or a very current generation of travelers that are focused on not wasting, not wasting space, not wasting what's not relevant and focus on what is is important so what do the guests say about this concept because i must say it's not cheap it's not like okay there's nothing here and it goes for free right Absolutely, no like you yeah. have decent room rates right yes we have we have but through the lean luxury concept and leaving things away obviously we also reducing fixed cost there on general costs and we give that back to the guest in the pricing of the room as well and yeah it is not always cheap mm -hmm. But for the product which you mm -hmm. get, mm -hmm. it's a very fair price, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, most of our guests actually love it. And we have a lot of repeating guests. And mm -hmm. actually, just yesterday here in Frankfurt, mm -hmm. I talked to a guest, an American mm -hmm. guest who comes every year, who stays with us okay. four weeks. Okay. And we have a lot of regulars yeah. who like the product, but also like the way how we interact <laughs> with our guests because we're in a very personal and informal way. With not wasting space, it also means the rooms have a yeah. decent size. Mm -hmm. They are not super huge. Mm -hmm. They are also space efficient, mm -hmm. and we have different techniques in the room. Mm -hmm. How we how we can deal with it that the room still gives you the feeling of a lot of space. For example, with our glass shower. Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't really have a separated bathroom. It's integrated mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. And yeah, most of our guests really love it. And again, we have a lot of regular guests. 
However, there are also the guests who come here who want to experience it, or maybe they are booked in here, mm -hmm. or maybe they mm -hmm. have not really informed themselves mm -hmm. very much about the hotel they have booked, mm -hmm. and they expect the classical hotel. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are positively surprised, mm -hmm. need to say. Mm -hmm. uh, some are not so much. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Glass Tower, which I mentioned, mm -hmm. it's not everybody's thing. Mm -hmm. um, even though there's a curtain which mm -hmm. you can close, mm -hmm. Um, but if you travel maybe not with your partner for mm -hmm. example but I don't know with your with your mom or something mm -hmm. you might want to have a bit more privacy sometimes yeah, but what I said mm -hmm. some people also find mm -hmm. that uh, positively surprising mm -hmm. and then sometimes uh, some couples who are staying with each other say it was a great experience and haven't seen that in a while okay okay yeah i guess like every other place it just needs its own customers right absolutely absolutely yeah but again there, there are things which we leave away mm -hmm. some customers some guests wish for that they mm -hmm. miss it or mm -hmm. it's unusual for them mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. to have certain things mm -hmm. for example the mini bar comes mm -hmm. quite regular mm -hmm. that, that's a feedback mm -hmm. um the space usually is okay but mm -hmm. also depends on the room category which you book mm -hmm. I mean, our smallest category is, is called Nest. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. pretty nice. And the second category is called Cozy. It mm -hmm. is really cozy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, yeah, most of our guests, they, they're not staying for a week mm -hmm. or for two. They can deal with it. Right. They, they, during the week, more business guests, uh, they, can, they, they come, they have their small suitcase. They go to work. They go to the office. They go out for dinner. They use mm -hmm. the room mainly for sleeping. Mm -hmm. Right. And it and it's fine for them. And yeah. if you have leisure guests, they explore the city. They don't spend so much time no. in the room. So we, we don't want to waste space there as well. Right. And right. most guests really appreciate what we do. And as I mentioned, we don't have a reception. We have a kind of a self-check-in mm -hmm. integrated in our bar. Mm -hmm. For example, you don't need to check out with us. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have all your payment uh, details provided mm -hmm. already. And the day of your checkout, you can just leave and you mm -hmm. get the invoice automatically sent mm -hmm. to you. The system mm -hmm. automatically checks you out. Mm -hmm. Saves you a lot of time in mm -hmm. the morning that yeah. you don't need to queue for your checkout yes. and printing yes. the bill and this. And yes. this is yes. really something our guests love. Yes, I bet they do. I bet yes. they do. Yeah. And was that the idea of the of the founder originally? Or where did he come from that he decided to what's the what's the origin story of of of, of Ruby? Yeah. Yes, it is really from, from Michael Struck, um, our founder, mm -hmm. uh, who wanted to build this efficient hotel concept. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it is still nowadays, uh, very innovative. Mm -hmm. um, there are a few other companies also um, trying to automate and use digital tools to make mm -hmm. things more efficient, mm -hmm. etc. But I think from the rooms concept and the mm -hmm. flexibility mm -hmm. we are having, and again, the, the quality of the product as such is still unique, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he wanted to have that. He wanted to make it efficient, mm -hmm. also cost-efficient, obviously. Yeah. So we are very centralized. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a quite a low level of, of fixed costs, mm -hmm. therefore a low break-even, mm -hmm. and of course, That gives a uh, that gives a lot of potential. And makes it very interesting business also for mm -hmm. investors. Yeah. And that's also how we got along mm -hmm. quite well with the Corona crisis, mm -hmm. because the cost level mm -hmm. is still pretty low. So it was mm -hmm. easier for us 
mm-hmm. to survive the crisis, mm-hmm. and we needed to adapt much less mm-hmm. than than other companies had I to bet. do to survive. I bet, I bet. Having a low fixed cost base is always a good idea, right? Absolutely, always a good idea. So that leaves the other bit, right? And this was the other reason why why I wanted to reach out to you and talk to you to better understand how you're doing it because it's not the, the traveler, especially a traveler that pays a certain amount of money, not only wants it highly efficient with the technology to support it and so forth and so on, but what about the, 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 the human touch, the human connection? Uh, how... How do you provide great service, or is it even a thing to provide great service? Is this part of the concept? Our our concept is very personal, and it is informal, mm-hmm. but very professional. Mm-hmm. So great service means something different to everybody. Obviously, um, we we don't do a five star service in the sense of serving dishes with a gloss mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this we don't do, but mm-hmm. we're very personal in our service and our approach and mm-hmm. I think that's what the guests at least our guests mm-hmm. really appreciate and, and love I mean in German you have the formal and the mm-hmm. informal way mm-hmm. of addressing mm-hmm. someone we usually use the informal way mm-hmm. unless we recognize that mm-hmm. a guest doesn't like it mm-hmm. and then obviously mm-hmm. we switch mm-hmm. but our first approach is the informal way and also by that not being disrespectful so mm-hmm. it can be the same way of professional but mm-hmm. having this personal approach mm-hmm. we give very personal recommendations from our house our team members they are welcome to share their personal experience with the guests there are a lot of I want to even call it sometimes friendships between mm-hmm. team members and mm-hmm. regular guests who mm-hmm. are coming there uh, we have a chat we also sometimes take a seat with them mm-hmm. And it's more coming to friends than coming to a hotel mm-hmm. where you stay for your business. Mm-hmm. And it's very um, anonymous. So mm-hmm. here you are part of the family, part mm-hmm. of the community. Mm-hmm. And our guests love that. But yeah, therefore, other services we don't do. So usually we don't do a luggage service. We don't park cars. Mm-hmm. We don't deliver this kind of services, what I meant earlier with the mm-hmm. potentially five-star mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. or what, what's... Mm-hmm people would relate to mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we deliver a five-star personal mm-hmm. service by mm-hmm. showing our personality and mm-hmm. sharing our stories as mm-hmm. well with the guests mm-hmm. and the other way around mm-hmm. yeah so service can be different things right the services one offers and the service we give right Absolutely. so and you you're cutting away and i would have liked the valet service this afternoon quite honestly <laughs> 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 but okay okay so you have to get used to it right so you don't offer all the services, but you do want to offer great service, great personal service. Absolutely. So yeah. we work, again, with recommendations. Not only if you're on the bar, you want to have a drink, obviously there. Mm-hmm. We want to want to see what you really like, and mm-hmm. we want to get you the best mm-hmm. drink or snack mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is, what mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. uh, which is really to your needs. And mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out mm-hmm. what, what are your preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's absolutely something, but also then mm-hmm. other areas if it's restaurant recommendations if it's events in the cities Mm -hmm. and so on and that starts on site but also in our communication via marketing we have something which is called a ruby mac which keeps you updated about events or other interesting things Mm -hmm. in the city and you can give your preferences so you just get Mm -hmm. what's really relevant and interesting Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
this podcast is all about sustainability, right? And in the intro, which probably nobody listens to anymore, I always spell out sustainability is not just ecological, it's also economic by a good service. In this case, also, you know, being lean in the sense of leaving away what the guest doesn't even uh, miss. And then it's the, the human and social factor, you know, investing in people, Absolutely. having a great culture. All this, in my understanding, is, is part of sustainability. A great culture is the foundation, in my understanding, Absolutely. to sustainability at the end of the day, right? You have less turnover and, you know, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> so that was another thing that really struck me. You know, you have so many openings, not, you know, openings in a way of positions that are open, but hotel openings. Yeah. So you must be doing something right if in this day and age you're opening so many hotels. So what are you doing? What, what are you doing around culture? How... Is there is there is there is there an approach to the people culture, or did it just you know happen organically the way it is? Help me out here. Yeah, I mean culture is really 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 important to us, and we invest a lot into that and into our team members, and we try to understand our team members, and we give our team members a voice via different channels, different surveys, different platforms where they can rate us and give feedback as well. Mm -hmm. So we want to get better all the time. We have, for example, also a, a lead feedback, which is coming up soon again, where the team members are going to rate on the performance of their bosses, mm -hmm. and there we can also see where maybe things are not going right mm -hmm. and correct. Them. But in general, our culture, we still, we're not a startup anymore, mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. try a bit to keep the startup culture, mm -hmm. um, not a chaotic way of a startup, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. still the culture, the personal approach, the being a family, trying to be small. Even nowadays, we have 600 team members. We still try to keep this culture and not become big cooperation. And we have great spirits, I believe. We have the right spirits, as I said. Um, Authenticity is one. Um, diversity is another one. But mm -hmm. we also don't see diversity like many people would would interpret it as mm -hmm. like religion, mm -hmm. sexual orientation, whatever, skin color. Mm -hmm. um, this is given for us. So mm -hmm. we see diversity, as I said earlier, we are hiring personalities mm -hmm. and not great CVs. So mm -hmm. we're looking in, in the story behind the people and diversity in that sense, we bring people together with different backgrounds, with different stories mm -hmm. uh, they tell mm -hmm. and they have to tell. And that means diversity for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, culture, obviously appreciation is a, is a big thing, especially mm -hmm. in hospitality. Mm -hmm. And from my point of view, that's something why hotels have big turnover because mm -hmm. the work is not appreciated mm -hmm. and it has been it has changed and the people has changed mm -hmm. who nowadays mm -hmm. work in hospitality mm -hmm. and it's not the 60 hours a uh, week anymore mm -hmm. what, what especially younger people mm -hmm. want to do and it's not necessarily the the stiff uniform or whatever mm -hmm. the the expectations have changed and i think we fit that very well and we try to not only appreciate but accommodate mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. we have 
rolled out a lot of benefits recently mm -hmm. um, to our team members, which has shown also for people who want to join the team a huge increase in applications mm -hmm. because it made some noise what we okay. did, but also it helps in team member retention. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we want to invest in our own team members. We have developed uh, some some development programs mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. that, and especially within my team also, if there are openings, job openings, mm -hmm. and hotel openings, mm -hmm. trying to transfer mm -hmm. people around. And we mm -hmm. do serious development plans. Mm -hmm. We have big um, training offerings and we invest really in our people mm -hmm. and we try to fit their needs and the preferences which they have nowadays. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> that you're doing so we it do. is it is in the forefront of your of your consciousness to take good care of Absolutely. your people yeah. yeah not only to keep them we really care about the people mm -hmm. and I can truly say mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. really truly care about the people mm -hmm. and every person at Ruby has a voice in the company mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah so let's start at the beginning how what do you do different in hiring Yeah. Because that's that's where it all starts, right? I mean, hopefully your culture precedes you and the the uh, what what they're talking about when when they're mentioning Ruby, hopefully has its own claim, right, mm. in the market. Absolutely. But how? Where do you get people from? Yeah, I mean, we of course also use the classical ways mm. and the website and the platforms mm. which are there. But we also try to think out of the box. Okay. And we had some recruiting campaigns recently. For example, last year we rolled out a so-called tattoo campaign. Okay. <laughs> uh, so as a new team member and after your probation, yeah. you can get a tattoo, but also a piercing or restyling <laughs> or whatever you want. Okay. In a value of 500 euro or pound or franc or whatever country you're really? in. Really? Yeah, yeah. And this is sponsored by Ruby. And that, for example, created a lot of attention in the industry but also in the media and um, this is still there and it's so successful it was originally running at the end of the year we postponed it to middle of this year and now we postponed it um, to end of this year because it's whatever so made successful. you think about that yeah. whatever made you think about a tattoo I, actually I don't know it came out of the people and culture team and to be totally and brutally honest I first thought oh man are we desperate now <laughs> who's gonna fall for that but I was so wrong and I'm happy to be uh -huh. so wrong because it's so successful it works so well people talk about it um, people apply for us because of that not because they necessarily wanted to do or something yeah. but they like the idea and they mm -hmm. see that we are different and also that we try to adapt mm -hmm. to what people want nowadays okay. so another thing what we've done um, I mentioned the benefits earlier mm -hmm. so we introduced last year uh, 35 hours week okay. so we reduced uh, working time mm -hmm. for the team members mm -hmm. to have a better work-life balance and to spend more time with whatever they want to do mm -hmm. um, for the same salary so we have not reduced salaries we just have reduced working time to give more freedom mm -hmm. to especially the younger generations mm -hmm. where the focus is more on the private life mm -hmm. and not maybe like 20 years ago everything mm -hmm. around the job and the 60 hours mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and again this is super helpful it's super popular so mm -hmm. we did it um, as a year trial which will run out end of September mm -hmm. but we already decided that we're going to continue with that and we did again surveys within the team we got the feedback and it's something what they love and also that brings 
a lot of uh, a lot of applications, and it lets the team members stay with us, that they can work mm -hmm. less here for mm -hmm. the same amount of money, have more freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even this 35 hours are totally flexible. So we use it during the week in alignment with the team member mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. um, that, that they can work maybe one day five hours, the next day seven, and the third day maybe nine hours. Mm -hmm. So it's totally mm -hmm. flexible mm -hmm. to team members' needs mm -hmm. and preferences, mm -hmm. but also to the business needs. So mm -hmm. for us, was also super useful because we don't need to schedule everybody five days a week, eight hours, and mm -hmm. maybe some part of the day they just stand around because mm -hmm. there's no business mm -hmm. at this time. Mm -hmm. So we can schedule them much more according to the business needs as well. And mm -hmm. it's super efficient mm -hmm. and both sides are very happy with that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now this is a revolution in It the is. hotel business. Yes. This is a revolution. Absolutely. And of course, I've always been the one, of course, saying that you know if you don't do things it's going to be way costier than if you do do things right absolutely and the old saying what if i train them and they leave or what if i don't train them and they stay right yeah. so if i if i you know it's expensive right it costs money absolutely. to 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 reduce absolutely the, the hours were five hours absolutely. per person per week but fluctuation costs even more i would think right absolutely. somebody probably punched the numbers right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah no no of course it's a huge investment yeah. yeah so with reducing working time also means that we need a little bit more manning mm -hmm. so in average we needed about one and a half ftes more mm -hmm. per hotel depends a bit mm -hmm. on the hotel size obviously mm -hmm. that's about just one and a half yeah yeah because okay. we have this flexibility now mm -hmm. and we can mm -hmm. schedule more to the business mm -hmm. needs and mm -hmm. that's why it's just one and a half mm -hmm. FTEs mm -hmm. we need more so we were also surprised when we were running the tests and mm -hmm. looking into when do we need how many mm -hmm. people and mm -hmm. it was a, it was a positive surprise but in the end of the year still uh, on the end of the day still It's an investment of about a million euro this year. Mm -hmm. We invest into these 35 mm -hmm. hours. We mm -hmm. buy additional headcount, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. um, but also buy other benefits related to that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, is, it is an investment, but we can see, again, an increase in applications and a decrease in turnover. And who do you hire? Do you, you say you're hiring people, personalities, personalities and not CVs? How exactly. does that? How how is your your mindset around that? So for us, it's it's really about the people. There must be an interesting person mm -hmm. sitting in front of mm -hmm. us. Needs to have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. Our team members have mm -hmm. their edges. They have their character and their mm -hmm. personalities, mm -hmm. and they can show it. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if someone has a tattoo, a mm -hmm. piercing, pink hair, mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter. For us, it's it's important that the people are who they are, and mm -hmm. they can express themselves. Mm -hmm. through their through their look as well so for example also we don't have uniforms the people work in their private clothes okay. there is obviously grooming stars so we okay. say okay they should be all black that guests okay. can recognize who is a team member right but if it's tattoo piercing do you have color, any sort matter. of standards like outwardly visible standards I remember our, no. our SOPs were like the nail polish and the yeah. length of the nails. And no, the we don't have that. So whatever, whatever. obviously we need to say that people should be clean. Uh, they should be well groomed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. that, that There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. We tell them all black, please. Mm -hmm. 
but what they wear in the mm -hmm. end of the day mm -hmm. it's up theirs as long mm -hmm. as it's black mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay. to say mm -hmm. so we give a frame in which the team members mm -hmm. can express themselves mm -hmm. and back to the question yeah we, we hire, hire everybody who's who's interesting who's a cool personality okay. we don't limit it to age or to whatsoever we have also in our for example in German speaking hotels people who don't speak German mm -hmm. I mean English okay. is required that's, okay. that's always but maybe who only speak English mm -hmm. and Spanish mm -hmm. or whatsoever mm -hmm. and they work guest guest facing they're mm -hmm. not somewhere in mm -hmm. the in the back office mm -hmm. uh, cleaning pots or something mm -hmm. they're guest facing mm -hmm. our guests are international they're mm -hmm. well traveled and they usually speak mm -hmm. English and uh, we also open for that do they have to have uh, qualifications I mean uh, no, must have training or vocational training or something like that yeah. no, no it doesn't, re doesn't really need to be there doesn't okay. need to be a hospitality training or anything before uh -huh. I think in a hotel in the end of the day the right mix is good because you need mm -hmm. to have some people who are trained in this field mm -hmm. and and who have some some know-how about mm -hmm. that as well mm -hmm. but we always worked with people who are just joining the industry mm -hmm. nowadays yes every hotel every whatever restaurant hires people from different industries mm -hmm. as well because they have to right here it is it was always part of the mm -hmm. concept because mm -hmm. we were always looking for personalities we mm -hmm. didn't have to change that during covid to the recruitment situation mm -hmm. It was always part of mm -hmm. the concept, mm -hmm. which, again, also gives us a much wider market Ooh, right. and pool <laughs> of, of, of people we can choose from. Mm. That's fantastic. So, and how about training, though? I mean, you do want them to carry a tray and not spill the drinks yeah. all over the place, and you need to teach them how to fix the drinks and yeah. what a good coffee tastes like, yeah. right? Yeah, we have an intensive onboarding program, mm -hmm. absolutely, and we try to cover every detail mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. people who are new in the industry mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit more work to mm -hmm. be done than have worked in mm -hmm. hospitality before mm -hmm. but yeah we have an intensive onboarding program mm -hmm. also to understand our culture mm -hmm. our philosophy because you need to explain mm -hmm. things to guests you need mm -hmm. to explain why we don't have mini bars mm -hmm. and why we don't have a restaurant mm -hmm. and why don't we have the bacon on the, on the mm -hmm. breakfast buffet mm -hmm. and our people need to understand mm -hmm. that we teach that there's mm -hmm. a lot of training we have a big training pool with a lot of opportunities from communication to leadership mm -hmm. to agile project management so we mm -hmm. cover a lot of different fields there mm -hmm. and as I mentioned earlier as well different development progress so people can grow with us mm -hmm. within the company mm -hmm. do you have a lot of people that start out here and then become uh, and go into leadership positions absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah we have a few really cool success stories from people who started with us as a host being now a hotel manager mm -hmm. starting as a supervisor mm -hmm. and having that we have a lot of uh, long-lasting team members who are with mm -hmm. us since many many years mm -hmm. so just recently our cluster manager from Vienna had his eight years with mm -hmm. us so he actually opened the first hotel with us and he's now cluster manager looking after the Vienna properties in mm -hmm. Amsterdam mm -hmm. so it was a great mm -hmm. story I think he joined us as a supervisor okay. back at the time and mm -hmm. one of his team members who's the hotel manager of one of the mm -hmm. hotels in, in Vienna mm -hmm. the same path he joined as a host which is mm -hmm. like 
basic position mm -hmm. there and he's uh, since mm -hmm. a few years now hotel mm -hmm. manager of our property mm -hmm. of one of our mm -hmm. properties in Vienna well I, th I think that's just so fantastic for for a number of reasons and quite personally because 20 years plus ago when I worked for Do Co in Vienna we had exactly this approach Attila Dogodan was always the one sporting the the philosophy that you don't have to go to school for three years in order to be a good server Absolutely. so that's when I started doing the first academy training academy teaching people Monday morning to work as a server Friday evening that was always the claim to fame yeah. and that it didn't really take a rocket scientist to do what we do and do it well and this is like I have the success story of a philosophy that started many years ago yeah. but not everybody's doing it but it's it's you know it's nice to see that that it, it does exist and it is yeah. a success this philosophy can be turned into a success story yeah. and I just said yesterday a conversation with one of our hotel managers and said it's interesting because we have people joining us want to work for us because they want to learn how to make drinks so mm. they don't come from hospitality but at home for their friends or whatsoever they like to mix drinks and they would like to learn a professional mm -hmm. so they come here they work for us they they learn also how to do this thing so it's a different motivation a different mm -hmm. approach and maybe in, in, in some companies it would be challenging even to be invited with not having mm -hmm. a hospitality background mm -hmm. we're really welcoming these people and they learn a lot of other things as well because mm -hmm. they are around us here don't have the F&B department in the front of mm -hmm. this department and mm -hmm. they are around us so mm -hmm. the host here will be a barkeeper and mm -hmm. the same time a receptionist mm -hmm. and the same time the chef preparing a, mm -hmm. a snack for mm -hmm. the guests so mm -hmm. it's a wide range of, of tasks mm -hmm. what the host has to do here mm -hmm. and then if when they do move up they don't have to learn reception now learn F&B now because no, exactly. they've, they've, they've learned it all throughout it's their part of their role already their role. exactly it's fantastic eh? yeah. that is fantastic I'm so happy to hear I had no I had no doing in this of course but I'm very happy to hear that this philosophy actually is a success story and I think a lot of hotels can learn from it right I think so too stick yeah. to the focus focus on, on what's important stick to that do that really well yeah right focus on the individual yeah help them develop Yeah, and I think really the the people are key. We're complaining that it's so difficult to find people and and so on. But I think a lot is homemade because the appreciation is not there and the focus on the people is not there. And focus is too strong on numbers. And you can see some companies which have, from my point of view, not the right focus. They're struggling to find people because people don't want to stay there very often. Or they like to go somewhere else where they're more appreciated. I think that's a thing in a hospitality mm -hmm. industry in general that the focus needs to get a little bit less from the number a little bit more on the people because it pays back and the numbers follow right the yeah numbers exactly follow and you can see during covid many many comp or many classic hotels mm -hmm. they started then because of reduced manning or mm -hmm. nowadays mm -hmm. because they don't mm -hmm. find people that the receptionists need to make the coffee as mm -hmm. well and mm -hmm. and maybe even a cocktail mm -hmm. whatever the barkeeper mm -hmm. needs mm -hmm. to check someone mm -hmm. in this was always how ruby worked mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. always around us also due to efficiency again right. that's what i mean when i said mm -hmm. we didn't need to adapt mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. during corona mm -hmm. because we were already super efficient mm -hmm. and we didn't need to adjust yeah. much 
But yeah, getting back there to appreciation, I mean, you see hotels where outlets are closed or so mm -hmm. on. Or in general, if you go over the streets, restaurants, cafes, which are closed on certain days because they don't have enough right. people, I think. It's a lot about appreciation, taking the people serious, getting back from just hospitality is a hard job and you have to work 60 hours mm -hmm. a week mm -hmm. and on weekends. It's a and paradigm Christmas shift, and right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So you need to adapt. You mm -hmm. need to listen to, mm -hmm. to, to generations. Mm -hmm and adapt your business mm -hmm. to it and mm -hmm. then I think you're successful so I mm -hmm. think we're standing much better in the market mm -hmm. than some other of our competitors or other companies in the mm -hmm. industry because mm -hmm. we have a huge focus mm -hmm. on the people mm -hmm. and I think that's mm -hmm. key nowadays and that's not expensive I mean to appreciate people is really a cultural thing it doesn't yeah. take time it doesn't take money it's very very simple and it just goes such a long way and Absolutely. it's so old it's like almost embarrassing you have to mention it right yeah yeah it's a little bit both I mean mm -hmm. there are also financial aspects yeah. also you need to invest a little bit mm -hmm. uh, with the benefits we mm -hmm. implemented last year like mm -hmm. the 35,000 mm -hmm. we also implemented a profit sharing so if the company makes mm -hmm. profit mm -hmm. okay part of that is distributed to everybody in the company everybody okay. absolutely yeah, and we have different that a lot yeah and we have different initiatives mm -hmm. also where where the team members can earn some extra money mm -hmm. etc so it's a bit financial, mm -hmm. but I think the key thing mm -hmm. is, is the heart and the soul. Mm -hmm. and is, it, is the appreciation, yeah. a true appreciation, mm -hmm. not only financially, mm -hmm. but needs to come from both sides. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Mm. I love it. But I see our time is getting a little, um, a little uh, tight uh, on, the, on the backside here. So now I do need to ask why Ruby and why the... The different names of the Ruby hotels in the different cities. Oh, okay, the, the hotel names. Yeah, so why, why yeah. Ruby? Who is yeah. Ruby? Uh, Ruby is kind of the family name. Right. Yeah, But who is Ruby? Do we know? Is there a story behind Ruby? Actually, yeah. If you ask Michael Stroke, our founder, uh, he had that thought during the night he woke up and he had this name in his head and with this with his name he pictured uh -huh. a woman, a strong, confident uh -huh. woman uh -huh. also again with edges mm -hmm. and with a strong personality, her mm -hmm. own personality mm -hmm. and that's kind of where the idea Neat. came up okay. and then Ruby is, is our family name mm -hmm. and um, our hotels have female names and mm -hmm. our workspaces what we also do have actually male names Okay. and the names of the hotel usually has to do with our design story okay. and the design story in the best case is built around what happened in the building mm -hmm. before or in the area Mm -hmm. um, or for example where we're here right now mm -hmm. in Frankfurt um, we wanted to pick up the urban part of Frankfurt mm -hmm. but also the tradition and the history mm -hmm. um, so here the, the, the design theme is besides the graffiti and the urban part mm -hmm. Luise von Rothschild mm -hmm. so from, from the Biedermeier mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. so we combined that so you see a lot of Biedermeier things in the decoration mm -hmm. from the time mm -hmm. in the decoration but you also see a lot of graffiti so mm -hmm. we combine and, and mm -hmm. 
Luise von Rothschild is there, our name mm -hmm. we connected to. Mm -hmm. And you see a big graffiti from here, oh, just over there on the okay. wall. Okay. Or, yeah, it can be it can be always different mm -hmm. different stories. Usually mm -hmm. it's very much mm -hmm. related mm -hmm. in the best case to the building. One mm -hmm. of our hotels, for example, in Düsseldorf, um, there used to be a theater mm -hmm. where they played Faust. Okay. So and the hotel is called Leni, which is okay. a character right. out of that. And uh -huh. that's how we build up our stories and then the design stories around theater there a lot mm -hmm. and about Faust. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, this must be so interesting to sit in one of your creative sessions on how you're going to name buildings. And Absolutely, yeah. We, we, we see what the building yeah. has to give. Yeah. If yeah. the building doesn't have the history, mm -hmm. we look into the mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And if there's really nothing, nothing, then we need to be creative. Mm -hmm. So our newest property mm -hmm. in London, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. um, it has uh, the design story of Caribbean Carnival. Okay. It's located in Notting Hill. Okay. Back at the time when slaves were brought in into London, yeah. um, that's an area where a lot of slaves from the mm. Caribbean have lived. Really? Okay. And every year there's, there's the, um, the Notting Hill Carnival. Oh. So we picked up up the theme and yeah appreciate the culture and we celebrate and the, it in the our, heritage in our yeah. hotel and yeah, the uh -huh. heritage yeah. fantastic fantastic now to round it off looking into the future now obviously you've had you started out with a vision and you are making this vision reality step mm -hmm. by step so what's next what's next anything that you foresee for the hospitality industry that that we might take a glimpse at already currently uh, still 18 hotels in the pipeline 18 18 yeah so double what you have yeah in the planning phase or already under construction okay. there are two more openings this year happening so another one in london our third property and one in stuttgart okay. in, in germany so there's a lot coming up also we're entering new markets next year in florence and italy and also dublin ireland we're mm -hmm. gonna open in marseille in france and in edinburgh mm -hmm. so we be growing toward europe mm -hmm. um, we have a joint venture in asia we want to grow there too and obviously we're mm -hmm. looking yeah into opportunities uh, overseas mm -hmm. u.s market potentially mm -hmm. australia mm -hmm. so we're looking into into that we want to grow further mm -hmm. we want to spread the story mm -hmm. further but also we're looking into different business models it's not a big secret anymore our founder has given an interview about that a couple of couple of months ago but actually we're building a cruise mm -hmm. so we're doing ruby cruises mm -hmm. and we build a ship but again in a sustainable way from okay. the terms of um, it's how it's operated mm -hmm. and yeah we're looking into new business models mm -hmm. and, and bring the ruby story also into new business fields mm -hmm. well that's going to be another challenge right to keep the ruby spirit as you're growing and growing and going into different geographical zones and keeping that spirit But right we're constantly learning and mm -hmm. developing and innovating so that's that's mm -hmm. part of our daily life. We don't we don't stop and only enjoy. So we always look into how we can we make things better mm -hmm. and 
what other opportunities, sensible opportunities mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. there? Well, it's a story we're going to continue reading, I suppose, I right? Now, you might never stop. We will, for for your sake. I know you're busy um, preparing for your upcoming holiday. So I want to say thank you for this lovely conversation we had. Thank you, thank you for having us hostess here at Ruby Louise here in Frankfurt. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure.